Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Or whatever. How about this, What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturgeo, alongside nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, his brother, America's fan, Keith Ernst. We're back. All three of us are here. Last week, it was me and Brett talking to fullback Nick Ralston, and now we got Keith to replace that. So, I mean, it's like a little bit of a downgrade, I guess. Well, let me tell you something, dude. I listened to that episode. It was horrible. You guys, <laughs> if he wasn't on the show... I mean, he saved the show, Nick. You guys sucked ass. <laughs> I will say me and Nick became friends. He's coming out to Vegas next week, and we're going to go out. We're going to dinner. Oh, oh, Look at that. I'm just making making, uh, making friends over the You're going to dinner. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but, yeah, so obviously, uh, you know. He texted me like a bunch of times. I gave Yo, him your number. Yeah. I gave him your number. So I know. I know. No, actually, we exchanged it on Instagram, but that's okay, Sturge. I like – I like how you made the Mashad. He's my new best friend. What are you talking about? Oh, no. He, he, he likes just, me, too, I, I think. He just invested in his real estate company. Dude, Dude what yeah. I love, too, what I big. love is how – what a big – what a huge fan he is of the Cowboys. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, while well, he yeah, grew like, up, the, his entire family. And, and especially when he called out the poster behind Brett. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm used to taking credit for that when I'm the one who pointed that out. But well, some of some of us were here and present in the podcast, and some of us weren't, so I had to but take credit get, for it. You guys could have mentioned here. me and say, hey, you know, you guys act like I don't exist. You know, you know what, though? Um, I will hey, say Nick, that. by the way, there's another guy. He's uh, he's not here right now. <laughs> I lo- Listen, I love the fact that he's like, I'll run through this this fucking brick wall. <laughs> this kid is... <laughs> No, he's like he's like Charlie, bro. He just works. He just eats, works out. He's like no. He's like your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Yeah. So thank you again to Nick Ralston for coming on the Jersey Boys podcast. Sound muted. Say what? What do you say? Can you can you pick his sound up? Who Keith? No, he just has to Keith has to get closer to the phone. That's okay. How's that? Yeah, that's fine. We we don't need to see you. It doesn't matter. Like your your nose is just right up in the grill. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so the obviously there's football talk now because it is technically ooh dropped one. I don't know what I'm happened. Here. Oh, he's here. He just left it. Okay, cool. Um, it's uh it's technically football season again because the NFL Combine is on Thursday. So as people are listening to this, it's Wednesday. So the Combine's tomorrow. Um, but that doesn't mean that that the owners and the uh, you know the the coaches and the coaching staffs they're all down there in Indy right now, which you know that means they're going to see members of the media. There's like competition committee uh, committee meetings going on right now. Um, I do want to say and point out that the one glaring thing might be a change in the overtime rules again, uh, where both teams get a possession. I don't know if you guys have any feelings or thoughts about that. Uh, that might be. All you need is 24 votes out of the 32 teams to get that ratified into the league. Um, what do you think, Brett? You think both teams should get a possession in overtime? Yeah, I do. I, I always thought that was stupid. Like, okay. even back then, if you lost a coin toss, you're done. Yeah, but it's, I mean, but see, that's the whole thing, though. I think that, I think the way it was changed and it makes the NFL unique. I like the way it is now with the field goal. Like, you yeah, have to right. if you, Yeah, yeah. You if, have if you, to yeah. score a touchdown. If you don't score a touchdown, then the other team gets a shot. So 
this way, you, you know, you, it, you're, it's, you got to rely on your defense a little bit, man. Yeah, I agree. Know, I, I, I like agree. the way the overtime rules are right now. I really so do. do I, and I don't think it should be changed, but I think it's, I think it's enough teams like the Buffalo Bills of the world that see their their world come crashing down because they don't get an opportunity in overtime after a, a massive shootout with the Chiefs. That may, maybe that's for the reason why. Yeah, but you know what though, stopping your team from getting a touchdown is just as much of a skill as as scoring. Exactly. Exactly. So I, you know, it just means it, it, now. Now what that means is now your defense has an opportunity to win a game for you in a sense. Whereas, you know, you could go 20 yards, like, you know, in the Super Bowl and, like, what did Brady do 20 yards and Benetary kicked a 53-yard field goal and that was the game? Right. I mean, I wasn't in yeah. overtime, but I'm saying, you know, you could go – you only have to go past a certain point. If your kicker's now, got a leg. I mean, like Brady, Kickers are now kicking – now kickers are making 60-yard – we actually watched and witnessed in Texas Justin Tucker hit the, the biggest field goal ever. You right. know, they got to the 50 yard line. They're like, ah, go ahead. Do your thing, kid. <laughs> Kick the field goal from the, from the, from the, the mid stripe, you know, the mid stripe. So, yeah. So if they, if they could get the field goal, that's fine. But, you know, like I said, it's your defense. Now your defense is a, is a player in overtime. Right. I agree. You know what I mean? Keith, any thoughts about the overtime rule? You, you like it the way it is, right? Yeah. I thought you guys, you heard me, right? Yeah. I did hear you. Sorry. I don't know that's why okay. I, re- I don't know why I went back on what you already just said. All that's right. Okay. So, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned, this week is a big week for them because, look, when you go down to Indy, this is when trades can happen. This is when restructures can happen. A lot of things, a lot of business can be taken care of down in Indianapolis when you're looking at all the, the future stars of the league, right? So the one thing I want to say is McCarthy hit the podium today. And, you know, the first thing a lot of these reporters are asking him right away is the stuff with Sean Payton. And he said it's a narrative that he does not want to be a part of. But the bigger quote, I think, comes from him saying that the two things that he wants to um, work on in the offseason is the penalties and uh, battling through adversity, okay, which sounds very Jason Garrett, to be honest with you. Um, But when you hear that, when you hear Mike McCarthy blame penalties for the reason why they didn't succeed, Brett, are you buying into that? Or are you thinking that's a deflection of saying like, well, hey, man, we couldn't control it. That's the penalties against us. Yes. Well, if, if he was saying it as if the referees cost him that game, as opposed games to not multiple. being disciplined enough. Let me, what, say what, Dave? I was going to say he, games, multiple, you know, multiple games. Not just the right, 49 but, All right. Well, my point is, if you're blaming the referees for calling a bad game, as opposed to saying we're not dis- we're going to work on discipline, because let's be honest, a lot of those penalties, there were a couple that were shady, but on a whole, we had false starts, uh, fucking illegal formations, too many bent on the feet. I mean, yeah, you can't have that in a playoff Stupid game. Shit. Stupid shit, yeah. Well, yeah. not even in the playoff game. In the regular season, they, they, the same thing was happening. The only game I will blame the refs for. The Raiders. The Raider game, that's it. Yeah, Thanksgiving. That's the only one. The rest of them, he's, he's I mean, they, they could have went either way on some on some of the penalties that he's speaking of but you know there are some that like false starts like you guys are saying the the defensive holding you know plays like that that were pretty obvious so you yeah so if he's if he says as a team we got to work on our discipline so we don't get the penalties I'm I'm, I'm in on that yeah but does that that's, also that's, pick, does, that, does that does that to exciting. me does that paint yeah but does that paint the picture that McCarthy didn't discipline his team enough? Like that's how that that starts at the top. No, he's got to discipline him more. I mean, listen, bro. The, again, we've all put helmets on, and and you know, I, I not on an NFL level, but at least at a college level. But the rule's still the same. Okay, 
you you got to have your head in the fucking game. And there's always so much a coach can do, right? Right. There's always so much you can do. I know when I play tight end that I got to watch the snap count, and I know when I was on the defensive side of the ball, I got to watch the snap count. All right, well, then I got a question for you. Why is it that – I mean, look at a Belichick coach team. How come we don't – we never see that with that then? Well, no. Well, my my point is there's only so much he can do. No, I know, but I'm saying, though, I meant that there is a place where – I mean, Belichick, his coaching staff has to be doing something to put some discipline into these players. You get what I'm saying? Well, I mean, we yeah. don't. I don't watch. I don't watch enough. I don't watch enough games. But I, if you were probably to look at the most penalized team versus the least pen, I don't think Belichick's team is the least penalized. I don't know that. I don't know. That, you know yeah, but, I, I yeah. I'm really saying like we're, we're just assuming because they win. I've I've watched him. You know, when you bet, you you listen when you gamble and you watch other games, you do see how a lot of it is sloppy. Right, like, yeah. you, like even watching a game where, like, you're like, "Oh shit, that like that penalty is going to cost him." I would right. like to, I would like to see the the most penalized Bill Belichick was in one game, just in one. Well, I mean, we we broke the record in the playoffs. That's what I mean. <laughs> I meant that's, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But anyway, so yeah, McCarthy on the forefront doesn't really want to talk about. Wait, the, hold the- on, Dave. Can I address something though, really quick? Sure. And bro, this ain't a loaded question to trap you or anything. It's it's a, it's an inquisitive question. Okay. If you're at the level of the NFL, and you've been taking snaps since Pee Wee, all right. How do you train a twenty, say a twenty-three year old rookie or a thirty-five year old veteran, not to jump the fuck off sides or or? <laughs> to have their head in the game. I mean, I, I, I'm maybe, saying at this bench point, him? maybe bench them. I don't know. Like, say hey, you're out of the game. Like, but I'm like, saying you know, at, even some of their contracts, they have to play a certain amount of snaps to get paid, a percentage of plays, right? Stuff like that. I don't know, but I'll tell you one thing: what Deion Sanders did. Did you see what Deion Sanders said? No. Uh, when he's been on a just recently after the, about the Shaq thing when Shaq said he. Shaq oh yeah, he doesn't dead. want he doesn't want to coach the pros. Why? Because he's because they're all, they're millionaires and they don't care. That's what he said. Yeah, exactly. Well, he said I can't. He goes, if somebody's making that much money, I, I and they're not performing and doing stuff, what you're talking about, bro. He's like, I have too much of a problem with that. See, you know what, Keith? I, I would say that maybe it's it's not so much in the discipline, but the type of players Belichick takes. Because yeah, you you notice, does. I mean, look, and we've got those kids on our team. We've got some kids. I, and I, I'll I'll still go to the grave with this. This is the best. This Dallas Cowboy team was built way differently than any of the teams prior to I would say the Aikman era. So where? Yo. Oh, go ahead, bro. No, I'm saying like like you know th- these kids got heart. They weren't selfish. You know the receiving core. There's four of us. Zeke was okay with giving away touches. You know. I, I do still think it's, and again, I, I don't want to retract on it, but I do still think it's coaching myself. And I think Dak may not be as clutch as we think he is. Now it came out today, as a matter of fact, that Dak had sh- uh, shoulder surgery today on his left non-throwing shoulder to clean up some stuff. And I, I kind of allude that to just wear and tear, but like, are, are we, are we starting to, I don't know, Keith, I'll throw this to you first. Are you alarmed at the amount of injuries that have stacked up over the last couple of years for Dak Prescott? Um, a little bit, not really though. I mean, it's just funny how like uh, you know, I was looking, I was going through the, all the games, right? 
I don't mean to, to, to change the subject at all. No, no, go ahead. And, but this just has to do with Dak Prescott, of course. And I said I wanted to do this before, okay? And what Brett was saying about how, you know, he doesn't know if Dak, you know, is as clutch as we thought he was. The, Dak did one of the worst things you can do this last season, okay? He, because there were people that believed in him, okay? And then there were people that didn't believe in him. Well, he had the people that didn't believe in him start to believe in him. And then guess what he did? He let him down. And you could you could relate that to a like a relationship. You know, you do that where you give someone a chance. Oh, I don't trust. And then you do. And then they let you down. You're like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this is horrific. This is horrible. I don't know if I could ever trust this person again. Right. So that's what's happening there with Dak Prescott as far as the, the trust from the fans go. Now, I went through every game that we won last season because I wanted to see if there was a game that we won that the defense didn't help Dak Prescott, meaning Dak Prescott put the team on his back and won the game. Get I want to say, wait, without even you listing the games, off the top of my head, I would say the one game that the defense didn't do him any favors and he willed it to win, New England, maybe? Well, see, that's where you're wrong because it was – Well, I know there was a pick six with uh, Trayvon Diggs, but I mean like – Well, dude, a pick six is huge. I No, 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 I know. it's a, I know it's huge. What I'm saying like – So it was – I feel the, like it was a shootout, you know? The turnovers in that game were – well, we had two turnovers. They had two turnovers. Right. And um, and the, but one one of ours was a pick six. Okay, there's only one game that we won last season where we, the Dallas Cowboys, right, mm -hmm. had two turnovers. And the and the other team, I'm sorry, scratch that. Where the other yeah, the other team had um, uh, zero turnovers, and we had two turnovers, and we still won. Carolina, nope. Minnesota. Yes, Cooper Rush. Yeah, it wasn't Dak Prescott then. Get Isn't off that the crazy? But that's the only one. That is the only game. Every single one. I'll go down. Chargers, uh, 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 two turnovers to one. Eagles, two turnovers to one. Um, Panthers, two turnovers to none. Giants, two, two. Patriots, two, two. Falcons, three. They had three turnovers. We had one. Uh, Saints, they had four turnovers. We had one. Uh, Redskins, they had four turnovers. Uh, we had two. Giants, they had four turnovers. We had one. Washington, they had two turnovers. We had none. And the Eagles, which was, I wouldn't even count that, but even that game, they had one turnover. We had zero. So, you're, so, you, so, you, so your argument is, is that we needed turnovers to win games? Yes. Okay. I, I wanted to see fair argument. I'm not, I'm not like you know, discrediting it. I'm just, you know, what's crazy too. Cause when I was going over this too, uh, in the Tampa game, I had no clue. Tampa had four turnovers. We only had one and we still lost that game, which is kind of weird, but, and that was probably offensively our best game of the year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, oh, no. sorry, I didn't mean to go off. I just thought no, he, I just, uh, he looked good, yeah. man. That looked good at some, at some, at some points. And, but again, man, it's like, you know, he doesn't – and I want him to be so good because I love that kid. I really do. I think he's a great kid. But we talked about – again, we've talked about it enough, but I, I don't – I think that's where our weaknesses are. I mean, well, to, to have a defense like we had this year was fucking insane. We haven't had a defense like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even think we had it like that in the 90s that had that, that, that much of a scoring defense. Keith, when was the last time we had a what were we plus um 
plus 12 or something crazy. Lost Keith for a second. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, you're right. I mean, this team was built different. The defense was a, a lot better than what they've been. Look, they went from literally last in the league um, to, to where they went. And, and again, that's a testament to Dan Quinn. That's a testament to, to well, everybody, you know? But it, the question, too, is uh, were, were we really a last-place team last year? And talent-wise, absolutely not. So I think it is starting at the top. I mean, look, McCarthy has to come. He, he has to take accountability. His play calling was garbage. The well, fact he didn't that, call anything. That was, that was Kellen Moore. But. Well, I mean, he's still the head coach. Yeah, I know, but he could deflect that too if he wanted to. He, you know, he, he, but you can't. You can. If you want, you can be like, look, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, well, then that's, I'm well, saying that's not a sign of a good head coach then. Look, well, correct. you had Zeke touch the ball 12 times and Pollard once. And then after the season's over, you're going to tell everybody, well, Zeke's playing tender with the – so then run Pollard. What are we doing? Well, he, he we was have tender that- too. But- so, all right, so moving off of McCarthy and talking about some of the players you just brought up. So we're talking about Dak Prescott before about being the quarterback. We don't we're going to lose you know- some players to free agency over this contract. Oh. You know that. Oh, well, it's not over his contract. Believe it or not, his is not the most – Zeke's right not- What? Would it be over Zeke's contract? No, not even Zeke's, bro. This is where it, this is where it's breaking down. So Stephen Jones was asked multiple things about multiple players going into this offseason, and the Cowboys are going into the offseason $21 million over the cap, right? So they're already screwed. Um, they're 21 in the red. The way you can fix that relatively quick is the, the release or trade of both Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence. Now, I think that's completely asinine, right? Like in the run game, Demarcus Lawrence does so much more than just, you know, get to the quarterback. And we know his sack numbers are never really, you know, luxurious or anything like that. But to lose both of those guys, and I'm not even willing to part with Amari Cooper either, because if you think about it, if you lose Amari Cooper via trade or whatever, or or you just outright release him, then you're looking at a, a, a Dak Prescott led offense throwing to CeeDee Lamb, and that's it. Because Michael Gallup coming off the ACL is also a free agent. Cedric Wilson's a free agent. You cannot part ways with Amari Cooper. I've been banging this over the head for uh, a week now, two weeks now, when all the hypotheticals, well, what we can get for these guys. Keith, is there a world you live in that we can get something good for Amari Cooper that would make you say, like, yeah, that was worth doing? Um, I mean, you get me a, a another number one receiver in the NFL, or even trade. Sure, not gonna do it. Exactly. Who's gonna do it? Not. Nobody's gonna. Oh, who? Debo Samuel. I mean, who? Who, <laughs> we who, who are you gonna get? Cop? We. What's that? I said, what receiver would be even be available for Hopkins? that? Right, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I would take an evil trade, an even trade with that. But um, as far as as far as Amari goes, I agree with you 110 percent. Starts. We need to keep him. Now, D-Law, I know what you're saying as far as, like, just because he doesn't have the sacks, he's there, you know, uh, you know, for stopping the run and other things on our defense. But our defense succeeded without him in the game. Well, here's, the, here's, here's another issue. Here's another issue. From what, I've, from what I've gathered from the things that I've read and the people I've talked to, that he's not the only cap casualty on the defensive line. No, Randy, Randy Gregory might get released right or uh, yeah, Randy no, Gregory. We're talking, we're talking about D law right now. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying like, we, we, uh, we won games without D law in the lineup. Amari Cooper, on the other hand. Okay. When we haven't had him, we saw how Dak was. Okay. And that's even before the trade. 
I'm just I'm well, talking bro, I think I think we're all in agreement. I think we're all in agreement. We got to keep Cooper. Yes. The, the question is again on the D line. I mean, and, and I think Keith brought up the best point. We won. D law was was not in the game. It hurt enough where we we've won without him. Now it's not saying we're not stronger with him, but if if we have to pick, yeah. I say we, we we ask Zeke to restructure, and we ask Dak to restructure. Well, Dak ain't here's, the problem here, this year. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Zeke's contract, and that's another thing I was about to get to about Stephen Jones and what he said about Zeke today. So here's the quote. Well, I, I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to misquote, but he said in, in so many words, he came out and said that Ezekiel Elliott, when you talk about Ezekiel Elliott, there's nobody that's more of a workhorse, a warrior, playing through all the injuries, blah, blah, blah. He's talking him up for a little while, and then he ended it with, but his contract is guaranteed, so he's staying. He's going to be with us. That's the biggest garbage take you could possibly say. How can you talk up your number one running back and, and say the reason why he's there is because his contract is guaranteed? The problem is this, Brett. When you mess around with restructures, that means guaranteed money gets pushed to the back end. So that means if you touch Zeke's Elliott, Zeke Elliott's contract right now, it means you're going to be guaranteed stuck with him for the next couple of years. Right now, if they just let him play it out and play out this year, then you have an out. But the fact that he said like, oh, you know, but via his contract, he's with okay, us. Okay, so then, Is that a then what's our options? Our options are just to get rid of D-Law and then Randy Gregory, and then we're, now we're under the cap? Gregory seems to be, uh, if you guys remember the, the the Robert Quinn situation where he played himself out of Dallas, basically, right? Because he had that good of a year. Chicago came calling and said, you know, we got a boatload of money. Here you go, uh, uh, Quinn, right? He's gone. That's what I think is going to happen here. All of a sudden, you're going to find yourself with a defensive line. If the, if the moves are made that I think might get made, your starting defensive ends are now Dorrance Armstrong and, and freaking Parsons if they tried. If they try, um, if they tried Parsons. Well, I want to go back to your Zeke, what Stephen Jones said. Sturch, I didn't get to respond. Go ahead. I have, I don't have any issue with what he said, and I'll tell you why. He's just being honest. Right? That's yeah, but that's, that's he's saying a, the main that's reason a he's gut punch to your we, running back. But what he's saying, if if we get rid of him, then we're st we're still going to lose the money. You might as well have Zeke on the team. I just Isn't think he could have. I, 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 yes, I, I, but I also think he could have just shut up right after saying, like, he's a workhorse. He's our guy. He could have yeah, just I shut know, up there. I meant, you know, yeah, no, nah, you know. know what, though? No, no, no. I'm sorry, dude. He, I don't think it was, I, I got to listen to it, but that little juxtaposition doesn't, it, it's also telling the reporters, it would be like me saying, look, you want to replace Keith on this show? Okay. First of all, you have to deal with his mother. No, the kid's knowledgeable. He he knows sports. He played sports. He knows everything about the team. And he's my fucking brother. You understand what I mean? That's not a gut punch. That's just letting you know, even if even if it wasn't all those things, mm -hmm. we can't get rid of him. I'm not getting rid of him. So just keep that out of your mouth. You have to understand something too. And 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 I know you don't realize this, Berchi, but you're part of the press, okay? And you follow this stuff, and you look into stuff, and you're 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 looking for these guys are so fucking tired of the people that make something out of nothing, and and I even know that on a smaller scale, being a comedian, and and the things that they're doing to some of my friends in the news, making shit up, 
it's a hassle. So for him to say something like that is just, I think it's more. No, but, all right. So what does yeah. that do? What does it's, that do? For the, the argument. Zeke's going nowhere. So well, let's move well, on. What's that do for the psyche of a guy like Zeke Elliott? Let, let's just say. There is no psyche. You got to understand this guy. He's going to perform. He's, he's not going to sit there and go. The Cowboys don't believe in me. Motherfucker. They gave him 50 million. <laughs> whatever it is. 20 million. <laughs> Go, you're paid. Go play, motherfucker. I don't care if I like you or not, bitch. Go do your job. That's it. But this isn't magic. Even even into what Brett said, the reasons he wants him on the team, he stated. He just he just he just brought the guarantee up, like, and it's guaranteed anyway. So, but it's the, not the, like he's saying not, that's the main reason he's. It, that's not what he was saying. All right, Listen, man, so you're looking at it as and completely like Brett different. said, you got, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, and he said, you know, that's what the media does. They dissect, you know, they make bigger issues out of something that's not an issue. I mean, this should, we shouldn't even be talking about this. Who's our producer? Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> no, I, I, I think it was I great. Sucks, to, by the way. I think it's great to address why they won't restructure, and it, it it removes a bitter taste out of my mouth. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on Main Street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. Guys, behind every great sports fan is a spouse or a significant other that tirelessly puts up with us day in and day out. And sometimes they're even bigger fans than we are. At Shop Sports, we're all about helping all brands expand their business. And today, we want to talk to you guys about a women's clothing company out of North Carolina called Lilac and Sage Boutique. Tell them, Dita. Lilac and Sage Boutique is a veteran-owned, LEL-spouse-operated boutique based out of North Carolina. They were founded by those who serve. Their goal is to continue their service by providing affordable clothing to other hardworking women. They ship orders all over the world. They have all sorts of amazing styles, ranging from women's tops, rompers, to sundresses. I myself have already purchased way too many items, and I'm coming back for more. Guys, you have to act now, and at checkout, be sure to let them know you heard about them via Chop Sports by entering the code CHOP10 and get 10% off your purchase at checkout. Visit them online right now at www.lilacsageboutique.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Lilac Sage Boutique and join their mailing list like I did so I don't miss any of their new arrivals. You heard it from the producer herself, ladies and gentlemen. Check out lilacsageboutique.com. But the reality is, is that these guys are professionals and they're fucking men. Okay. They were, how about this? Uh, uh, Dave, in 1941 or 42, what was D-Day? You had 18 year olds in, in a thousand boats that are ready to storm Normandy that are told, Hey guys, listen, when this thing comes down, 75% of you are going to get fucking shot. So you better run and get to the, to the thing because, you know, bullets don't choose. And now you we got to worry about how you say something to a fucking running back in the NFL that makes $20 million. <laughs> You know, do your goddamn job. Oh, my God. 18-year-olds were dying. Imagine you equate it. 18-year-olds were dying in Normandy, and you can't even block. You're <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're so, you are. You're going to run a quarterback sneak with 18 seconds already, and no timeouts. <laughs> People just turned us off or turned us down, right? <laughs> like the, like the dude, they, they, didn't have, dude, they didn't. They didn't have any timeouts in D Day. I know. They didn't. <laughs> no, for real. Like it's so funny how we have to dance around and word things for these fucking athletes and actors and. All these people that make a shit butt ton of money. Like my brother had a joke. What was it? If if you're, if if we're doing about their job, oh, the, the athletes job. Say, uh, if if we uh, if we play your job for fun on our day off, it's not a job. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if on our day off we're playing football and basketball, yeah. I mean, this is something you played as a kid. And it's and again, I'm not, down, I'm not downplaying an athlete at all. But why the fuck you got to handle kid gloves with them? You're overpaid. You're playing a game. But, you're making a living. It's the same thing, thing you're not doing. Thing. Here's the thing. No, I mean, you're right. But I mean, we don't even know. Z could be like, he doesn't give a, we're, 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 I don't want to, I don't want me or people to think that, you know, that Zeke is like, oh, he's upset by this. He's not at all. I'm sure he's not. I mean, some of these athletes don't really give a shit, but they're being told that they should be. I, you know, I, my point is that, you know, this is what the thing is. The press makes it more. This guy, you know, he's got a bad attitude. And well, what kind of mentality is that going to take away? As a man, there is nothing you're going to do or say to me that's going to throw me off my set. I got to go do my job and I got to go get paid. As a man, that's where your pride needs to be. That's why, you know, you that's have like, guys. So that's like, that's like I'm Brett's I'm Brett's agent, right? And like somebody's like, "Well, how do you feel about how Brett did in his in his set over in Dallas last night?" I'm like, "Well, Brett, Brett's one of the funniest guys I know, right? Brett is one of the greatest comedians. You talk about a guy who handles adversity and and handles it all well." And stop. Look, I gotta I gotta I gotta continue to pay him, but <laughs> so it's like I, I guess I I mean his contract's guaranteed, so I can't get rid of the guy. But yeah, he's a great dude, and he really does. Like, you know what? And, and I. And I'll keep making you money. Just keep negotiating. I don't give a fuck what you feel about me. Oh, how about this? How about this? You know what could be worse is saying, oh, you know, dude, he's horrible. He's terrible. I mean, he's one of the worst freaking running backs or comedians, whatever, I've ever seen. But you know what? He's guaranteed his money, so I have to keep him. (laughs) That's a lot worse. Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm right here. Or what's even worse than that is, like, when we talk about Keith's mom (laughs) – she just Does works on commission. That guaranteed contract. <laughs> no, she just works on commission in the NFL. Like every dude she takes out, she gets ten percent of his contract. <laughs> this oh is the. By God. the way, speaking of that, this is the thirtieth year in a row at the combine where Brett's mom showed up trying to get like. That. <laughs> <laughs> she's sixty-eight and still running four ones. She ran on her she's, hands. She's, she's under the bench. She uh, the 40, 25 for like 20. Hands. She ran, she ran the 40 on her hands. and like, what was it? A four, six? Four, <laughs> she flicked a cigarette. <laughs> he was it's all right, Carol. Yeah. Oh man. He just, she out. backed it. Your mom fucking backpedaled the four, four, 40. <laughs> she's backpedaled. So what, uh, so what other nuggets you got, Dave? That's it. No. <laughs> so, hey, listen, it's the combine. It's it's a slow time. Uh, Steve, like I said, Stephen Jones talked today. We're we're like I'll just. Well, wait, the question is: Do we want D Law or Randy Gregory? Like that. This was my question. Oh, do we? If we lose both, is it just one or one or the other? That lose, can, there's can the potential that they could lose both because look, 
just to get listen, just to get to the to the flat line of the cap, right? They're they're so obsessed. Stephen Jones and company are so obsessed with getting under the cap, right? But then like when it comes time to spend money, they spend it all in the wrong places and all their contracts are shit, right? Like just note this honestly, I can't remember within the last 10 years, every player that has negotiated with them, the player has won every time. We said <laughs> we said this on Blogging the Boys today. It's just true, bro. It goes it's back true. to like 2013 or 2012. Okay. They had a friggin' tag Anthony Spencer, right? Because they couldn't get something done. And then the Dez thing, right? They tagged Dez because I they couldn't get something you, done. You're wrong. You're wrong about one. What? DeMarco Murray. That's the only one. DeMarco Remember Murray. Yeah, we held him to two yards yeah. when he was a Philadelphia Eagle. I'll never forget that but because. You, but, but that's one where they weren't. No, like, fine. No, one. Didn't but like. Why you right. So we guy. let because running backs are, you know, kind of yeah. a commodity now. Right. I mean, that's what people say. So but yeah, there was there was we've never we went head to head with D-Law. D-Law won. We went head to head with Zeke. He went to Cabo, came back and won. Right. Like we went to head head to head with Dak Prescott, tagged him twice. He won. So yeah. what is the what is the problem? What is the delay? Am I missing something? Why is not Stephen Jones paying these guys earlier to avoid this shit from happening? But do you think it's about winning or just making them happy? I don't know at this point, but, man. That's the sad part, bro. Right. I don't know if the Cowboys I, I, I are think, in, the, in the mode to win right now. The way Stephen Jones see, is talking I, I is think too is like a rebuild. But the, the, you got to remember too that these guys suspend. They could spend all the money in the world and not give a shit. It's not the money to them. So somebody's not frugal enough. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they foresee this problem. I mean, I can't balance a checkbook, let alone sit down at a negotiation table and work out a deal. So I'm pretty sure that there's much smarter men than us that have looked at these contracts and thought of it, right? you You know what it is, though? And this is like, this is the alarming part. I frequently visit. Uh, overthecap.com. I suggest you guys look at it one day if you're bored, right? It's got every single contract for every single player on every single team. It shows you the dead cap hit. It shows you the cap savings if they trade them post-June, pre-June. It's got it all, right? I frequent on that website just to see what's what. I think, honestly, if I spent enough time on that website, I can make a logical decision about how much to pay a certain player. Because I know the cap um, number. I know what we can save here. It's all there. It's all there, crystal clear in front of you on what you yo. can do. So you say you can't manage your checkbook, but I guarantee you, if you did some math and watched that website and looked at that website like I do, you can be like, oh, well, all we got to do is tag anger and then, you know, sign Schultz to a three-year deal. And it's like things that we can do to manipulate the cap. Because, yeah. guys, you know this as as much as everybody else does. Going into the season, like the Packers were like, Forty million dollars in, in under the under the uh, uh, in the red, right? The Rams seventy million, the the Saints ninety million. They're, it's all crazy numbers, but yet they're all going to figure it out and get under the cap. Why is the Dallas Cowboys the only team that have to cut big time players? Is what I'm saying. Because we signed so many of them to long term, but like you said, I got a question though, Sturge. Mm. Who would you rather have if you had to choose between D Law and Randy Gregory? You only can only have one. Who would it be? I know this is going to sound crazy. I'd almost rather have D-Law. What about you, bro? Um, D-Law. I'd go Gregory. And the only reason I'll go Gregory is because he has less wear and tear. 
fine, fair, very fair, because he's missed seasons yeah, I mean, because they suspended him for weed. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, no, yeah, no, I, mean, I get that part, but I'm just like, in, in the no, grand think, scheme of things, the better football player. I think player, he breaks such an aspect, man. And and with right, Mike on the, on the on the line like that, I mean, you know. But again, if if we have to lose, if we have, I don't, I'll take Amari over all of them. So correct. Correct. I'm but, the same wavelength. But if you look at like something you're saying, starts, that's what's going to hurt us is about cutting more people. Is And they even made this known. The main reason Anthony Hitchens was cut from Kansas City was because of Mahomes' contract. They came out and said it. They gave Mahomes half a billion dollars. But, I know, but I'm saying, though, it's that's the thing that's going to start happening to us is we're not going to be able to keep a lot of these role players. I mean, if the Cowboys were smart enough to sign these guys to extensions, not the year they're due. Right, like all they had to do was give Dak. If they were, if they thought and knew that Dak Prescott was gonna be their guy, and they are believed it in their heart of hearts, right? They could have figured out a way to sign Dak Prescott two years ago, right? Kind of yeah, like, all no, right, I know you don't like. Listen, I know you don't like him, uh, Keith, but Kyler Murray is making that argument now, where his 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 shit is up in a year and a half from now, right? Yeah, his yeah. contract will be done, but he's like, no, 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 you're paying me now. I need this money now, guaranteed. <laughs> If the Dallas Cowboys took that approach with Dak Prescott, we wouldn't be in a situation we're in. Yeah, right but now. what if you did it and you end up with a Carson Wentz situation too, right? That, that's the, that's the latter. Yeah. yeah. So but I'm man. saying I think what the league needs to do is stop set set a precedent and get get together and say, look, what these market value is the dumbest dumbest argument I've ever heard. As that's the far argument. as far as an owner goes, I mean, you're gonna tell me what. You're going to tell me without winning what you think potentially you're going to be worth, and I got to pay that? Like, where else does that happen? Here, here, Here's where the market resets, right? So Amari Cooper this year is set to make Bitcoin? Is, is, set to, is set to make $20 million, right? Amari Cooper this year, $20 million. Devontae Adams is about to, to about to make, no lie, $30 million a year. I think that's where that's going. So now it makes the Amari Cooper deal look like well, pennies, right? But now they're going to have to – then they're going to have to up – then sooner or later, then they're going to have to up the cap because – They did already. They did it. It's, it's exploding next year because of the TV rights. So the cap is going They're going to have to up the cap. And the whole reason why the whole cap's even put in place is to prevent dynasties, right? I mean, that's not necessarily true because how many times the Patriots get back? They don't give a shit about the cap. Well, I'm, that was my point. But, but yeah. prior to that – you, it was put in place because, you know, a team like Dallas could buy everybody without – if they're – like, then you're competing with Jacksonville. Remember, it's a profit-sharing organization, right? Yeah. So this, when right, one so team does well, it's got to subsidize the other teams, but, uh, especially in also, merchandising. Well, you say that. It's funny you say that because there is – obviously, there's uh, one of the hot-button topics that's happening right now is that baseball is not coming back, right? Because they couldn't agree. They had all this negotiation. They're talking about trying to get a minimum floor, meaning you can't be the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays anymore and spend just 75 grand on their payroll, right? You have to have a minimum floor. So there, if you're going to have a minimum floor, you have to have a maximum floor. It's a competitive edge because everybody gets a piece of the pie when it comes to profit sharing. So, for instance, when there's a big profit share, one big pie, the Cowboys and the Jaguars are getting the same amount. From the right. profit sharing, right? You do, and that means the Jaguars can either sit there and say, "You know what? I'm not, I'm not paying all this. I'm not paying this guy." And then fuck that, we right, suck. Right, right. Why am I going to pay him, right? So, but the Cowboys, 
they're in a situation where they're like, well, we're getting all this profit sharing money and we're against the cap every year because of bad contracts. That's all. They've they've fucked themselves, man. They they've literally backed themselves into a corner right now where now every contract on this team of note, like good contracts as far as like good players, not good contracts, good players, all of their contracts are shit. Absolute shit. And now you want to hear the worst? Like right now, like you're gonna you're gonna blow your head off with this one. Guess who we're paying eight million dollars to next year? Jalen Smith. Oh, really? Jalen Smith is getting an eight million dollar cap hit next year because we sucked at doing his contract, and because he sucked, we got rid of him. So, oh, we got to get rid of this guy. Fine, we did, but guess what? It's going to cost you next year too. So now that jerk off is going to sit home and do nothing if he wants. Is that just Jerry Jones trying to be the players guy? Like, hey, I take yes. care of my players. You yes. guys take care of yes. me. And he wants to be the grandfather of all these players. Oh, I'm a father figure. And like all that bullshit. He is paying these guys out the ass because he can. He says, remember, that's his big quote. He's always said like, oh, my my arm doesn't cramp up when I'm writing a check, right? Because he knows he can spend all this money. But now you find yourself in a situation like 2022 where you're about to lose half your defense. You're about to try to trade or release Amari Cooper, and you expect to be competitive next year? Here's my other issue. See, that, that, and I know that's I'm, I all like I'm going on tangent here. Yeah, it's very all 100% is ego. But here's my other thing. You look at the Dallas Cowboys right now, and there seems to be a lot of friction between management and McCarthy, right? Imagine this. You go 12 and five last year and you lose in the first round and, and everybody's pissed off, right? But can you justify, could you justify firing a coach after a 12 and five season? You really can't, right? You can't. But, but if Mike McCarthy is the head coach of this team coming up and we can't spend any money, guess who's not going to be as good as they were this year? The Dallas Cowboys. And then you could justify firing Mike McCarthy. They're setting this guy up for failure, is what I'm saying. He's a lame duck. Lame duck. That's my thing. Well, you really think that they have to go through all that? No, no. I mean, I'm sure they'll blow it in the playoffs no, anyway. No, no. Again, again, it's it's that. I mean, it's a great conspiracy. But why why you got to go through all that? Just fire them. Nobody cares. Look what they did to Flores. You know, they fired Flores, Flores because though. he had he went nine and seven. This guy went twelve and five after you know, ten. You know, Chan Gailey was the first coach ever to lead a team to the playoffs. I and think. get fired, right? Two two seasons in a row and get fired, like that's all he did. Chain Gailey. When did Chain Gailey go to the playoffs? He went against um, Minnesota and lost. The, was that Romo? Got beat and he went against the, and he went against Arizona. Chan Gailey was the coach when Romo got beat up. No. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. There was a there was a wild card game with Aikman and and. Uh, oh, it must have been like ninety nine or two thousand or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's when Chain Gailey was coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good job, good job, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> dynamite drop in, Dave. That broadcasting school's really paid off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So no, it was uh, it was Arizona when we lost to Jake the Snake. You remember that game? We talked oh, about yeah. it all the time. And, one, yep, and it was the, uh, the following year against Minnesota, I believe, when we lost in the wild card. And then Chain Gailey got fired, and that was the first time that's ever happened. Usually, I just feel like in the playoffs, you don't get fired. I just so feel like enough. it would it would have been a hard sell. What? What was the reason for firing him, Keith? I forgot. Well, I meant they, they didn't they the, the year that they went, I wanted to they replace him with Dave Campo nine and seven. Like they weren't that good the second year. Wasn't his replacement Dave Campo? Yeah. Oof. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. You know, he, you know, he was always blaming everyone, you know, after Switzer, and then he's like, if you, if they he felt like now we get excited, we just get to the playoffs. But at that time, he still thought we were super, you know, we had Troy, 
you know, we had the, you know, we had the big three. It was like, you know, we had rocket, we had rocket Ishmael. <laughs> we had all sorts of, all sorts of talent on that team, <laughs> but we started out three. Chris War- We got remember, Chris Warren on his back legs. <laughs> remember we started out three and oh, and then Irvin got his neck broken in, in veteran stadium. That was it. That was Shane Gailey's last year. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, who it, knows right. if Irv doesn't go down, who knows what happens, right? Yeah. I'd have a question. I have a question. If you had your choice of a head coach, right, to replace Mike McCarthy right now, not who's available, just anybody you could pick mm-hmm. that you think could turn the team around, who do you got? I have two off the top of my head. Go ahead. I got I got I got probably two off the top of my head too. I want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Maybe they're matching. Okay, if I go college, I go Jim Harbaugh. Oh, you don't. All right, college, fine. I, I, go, I wasn't uh, even thinking if college. If I go NFL, I go Mike Tomlin. Do you know Mike Tomlin is honestly a jinx and when it comes to uh, statistics as far as wins, losses with Jason Garrett? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, if you did one of those, like, blind tests where you didn't know and, like, I just told you two records, like, who are they? You're like, Jason Garrett, Mike Tomlin, bang. Like, even. That's oh wow, big argument yeah. in chop sports not too long ago. <laughs> but the reason I like Tomlin so much is that you know he's he he could turn like that discipline thing and obviously the uh you know there it, it would just bring a different vibe to the team and let maybe you know whereas we could just concentrate on the talent more. You know, I'm uh say, I'm, if I um I might get canceled for this one, but I'm uh, John Gruden. <laughs> I would bring his brash ass in there and, and see him. He'll kick some ass over there. But, again, he's obviously he's not man, a great yeah. person. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he's not a good person. But uh, if I had to choose the other one, I kind of – dude, I know it's going to sound a little ridiculous. I don't want one of these young heads. I don't. I don't want one of these guys that are like, you know, boy wonders and stuff like that. Like, man – I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm with you with Tomlin. I like Tomlin, but mm-hmm. I discipline wise and like just you know runs an organization well and yeah. You don't see they're not in the news. They're not in the headlines. He's no bullshit. You know what I mean? Like he's in yeah. your face. He'll tell you the deal. Like I guess yeah, Mike Tomlin would be my guy. Or no, we didn't say I, Belichick, and I'm that by the way. No, no, no. no I, would, I wouldn't say Belichick. Who do you? Who I would do you say like, Mike. Right? I love Mike Tomlin, but I fucking love Sean Payton. Well. That's a realistic possibility. So, like, that's that's a Jesus Christ. He was supposed to be there. He was supposed to be there. Did you? Well, see, he could he could potentially be there next year. We'll see. Did you see Sean McVay turn down a hundred million dollar? Yeah, that's crazy yeah. broadcasting job. Yeah, that's because he's so he's so in love with the game of football. Thirty four years old. Wow. He wants to run it back, bro. He wants to run it back, dog. Hey, go for it, dude. Now you talk about profit sharing. When there was a whole theory that the L.A. Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl, their first year back in L.A. to help build up the franchise and get some more money going, and then you know, and they did. And the guy that wrote the article, I got to send it to you. We'll talk about it in the next podcast because I'll I'll get it. You got to watch this thing; it's crazy. He predicted all the winners based on the markets that they that that needed the impact for the NFL to get a team won. But he you know predicted it, and and you know, you look at those games like what was the one with the pass interference against the Saints, you know? And then you're like, you know, you got to really, really, really think about what these what the referees are doing, and you know. Something's got to be done too. I mean, they did they did call some 
shitty plays. And they cost Cincinnati a Super Bowl. Like they were they were going great, right? Until their last quarter. They called a pass interference on the linebacker, which kept their drive, which kept the Rams drive going. Yeah, but they also missed one on Ramsey, so maybe that was a major yeah, That was in a big that was generic. Brown did a good job in that game. I disagree with them. No, no fucking way. I didn't like the fact that they didn't make an. I didn't like the fact that they didn't like make an appearance until the end of the game. Like I felt like they were letting them play. See, but that's my call with that. If you look at those plays, there was holding there. They showed both of the replays, and there was a little holding. It's not like it. I I get it. He could have let it. They could have let it slide. They could have let it slide, but it's a. It's a very. It's a big key moment in that game. So whatever doesn't matter. No, bro. That that line that for number fifty five on the Bengals. When they called him for pass interference, it was a great play. When that kept their drive going. That face mask thing was generic because it was still – that would be like me catching the ball. Dude, he took his head off. But not it doesn't you. matter. It didn't you affect the play. One and not the other. You had me at first, and then you're like, the, the face mask thing was generic. I'm saying it didn't affect the play. What do you mean? They just – he had the ball. He caught the ball. You talking he about that one? He, he caught the ball because he turned his head around. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's if he dropped the ball, which one are we talking about? You might be talking about two different plays, to be honest with you. Yeah, maybe we're talking about I'm talking about the, the, the first remember when they remember when he caught the ball and, they, and, the, and it was a face mask and they were looking to add yardage to it? If he dropped the ball, I would have said it would have affected the play and they should have called it, but he still made the catch. This but, kept the whole drive going. No, I but I mean the reason he caught the ball is because he moved his head like that. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> he, he turned his helmet around. <clears throat> All right. Well, in any event, this has been so. another. Yeah, I think you're talking about completely two different things, guys. Yeah, um, I, maybe I'm talking about the wrong play. Maybe, maybe. But this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast. You lack a discipline. <laughs> you got <laughs> emotional damage. I see so many of those, man. So many of those videos. Um, yeah, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please support the Jersey Boys. And, uh, you know, well, it's football. It's a downtime. The combine will happen. So next week we'll talk combine. Anybody that so stands exciting. out. I know. The Underwear Olympics. I've, I've started off. The Underwear Olympics will be better than the generic as uh, actual Olympics. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm the Olympics, by the way. Keith's mom. I'm the Olympics doing the, the, the luge, luge? With, the, with the factories in the background. <laughs> Terrible. Keith's mom did the Keith's mom did the whole combine in flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, with Dave Sergio, Brett, and Keith. We'll see you guys next week. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Roger, he's going long down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five touchdown. What you believe in? Starbuck hit Pearson on a fifty-yard touchdown. Run Zeke, up the middle, he's gone! Zeke's gone!